Grace Helbig. I'm Amory Hart, and welcome to another episode of How, How You Been? Been, our limited series podcast where we catch up with our old school OG YouTube friends and see how they've been sponsored entirely by... DoorDash. DoorDash is an incredible app where you can order food to be delivered straight to your door from all your local favorites or favorite chains. Or now you can get like household essentials from grocery stores, which yeah. would be convenient if you're super into baking. Oh, oh. segue into today's <laughs> guest. We're talking to Rosanna Pancino, pint-sized baking legend. Uh, what a, I mean, she makes treats and is a treat. Oh, absolutely. And a treat for your eyes. Her new show, mm-hmm. Baketopia, is out. So we're going to her all about that all about what it's like to work with your partner and of course you know we're asking about them dogs them dogs well, uh, let's ask rosanna pancino how you been this is perfect this is perfect i love that a laugh can convey so many things so like it's the entire spectrum of emotions is encapsulated in a laugh uh rosanna thank you for making time for us and talking to us because we have many questions so many questions first of all we love you love you that's not a question that's a statement that's a statement (laughs) we love you I um, miss you guys. This I has just been so sad. I, I miss mean, you so much. I haven't even seen uh, your house after you did the the redesign. I saw all the pictures of it, but I haven't yeah. been able to come over. I haven't got a pet little well, Beans' little face. <laughs> oh, exactly. I mean, you haven't introduced Beans to your dog. I mean, there are so many oh, opportunities. There's a lot. Yeah. But first, I, I wanted to I start got it. A dog. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> no. How are we starting this? Well, I know. It's always a shit show. It's already been started. Started. Well, I wanted to tell the people listening or watching that the greatest thing happened. We, you know, we get on, we say hello before we shout, how you been in your ear? And, and we take a sip of water and Ro just goes, Mike, will you bring me my mimosa? Uh, and so she is having a mimosa and making the mimosa of her Friday. Oh, uh, I, I mean, it well deserved, truly well deserved because you have so mm. much going on or mm-hmm. seemingly so much going on. Right. You're a constant like work force uh and you're always so incredibly pleasant so we obviously have to start with baketopia we have to talk to you about that because that is the biggest thing that's happening to you right now um my question is uh how when uh what yeah how did this come to be yeah yeah this i've always wanted to do a baking show or like a baking competition show. I thought it would be so fun, but I was kind of waiting to meet the right people who had the same vision as I did. And I met a lot of wonderful people in production companies, but I felt like it just wasn't quite right. And I'm definitely a person who goes at my own pace, slow and steady. I'm in the marathon mindset. So I didn't really rush it. And then naturally I just met really great people and it just clicked. And, and I did so I was a guest judge on my friend, well, Lauren, uh, Laura DIY's yes. uh, show. Craftopia. Craftopia. And you were also yeah. a guest judge on Nailed It. And I was like, yeah. look, at, look at look at her go. She's everywhere. <gasps> Mary, everywhere. fun story. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I got in a little bit of trouble for texting you or I called you. I was like, hey, I'm good. I'm doing yes. it. And, and, yeah, they were you, like, you you called me to be like, I'm back here with your friend Nicole Byer. Yes. And we're having the best time. And 
I loved it so much. I literally <laughs> forgot I was mic'd and the producers ran in <laughs> and said, no, no spoilers. You cannot tell anyone you're on the show yet. You have to wait. And I was like, no, no, it's just memory. And they were like, we don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, not, that's clearly not a person's name. So that must be some sort oh of my. code for something. <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. They, they, they know each other. I'm, it's, it's fine. It's fine. They're in the biz. They're not going to say anything. <laughs> wow. That's so much better than, have I told this story yet of what happened to me on set a week ago or two weeks ago? Uh, that's maybe so much not. better than me going to literally take a shit. And then coming out and my sound person going, hey, babe, next time let me know so I can mute you. That was just oh. live in the feed between no. New York and L.A. And also I was like, in my head, I was like, okay, whatever. It wasn't like, you know, <laughs> a laxative <laughs> level. It was an easy, breezy, clean moment. But I was like, was I talking to myself? Because I talked. <laughs> or like, what was my breath was work like? Talking? What was I doing? <laughs> so anyway. Oh, yours, much less embarrassing. These are the ten one <laughs> stories. Yes, uh, yeah. For anyone listening who doesn't know what ten one is, it's the code name on sets when you're filming. If you've got to use the bathroom, they're and gotta ten, go do a ten, ten one. one. 10, 10 1 and then 10 and two, it's a 10 is, 2. Um, yeah. If you have to go number two, but I, my funny story for Baketopia is I wore a romper. The, the oh. only time I wore a romper on the show. No. I, Deceivingly I, comfortable and lovely. You but very complicated. I couldn't get it off to yeah. go to the bathroom and it just hit me all at once. And I just was. It was seconds away from a major accident. <laughs> seconds. I was like ripping it off and uh, somebody helped me get out of it. I don't want to embarrass him. <laughs> I ran into the men's bathroom too. The women's was full. And I just said, I got five seconds. Help me, help me. And he just ripped it off of me. And like, we became best friends afterwards. So I mean, he knows who he is. Thank you very much. And, uh, and avoided this disaster. Is, it's a, a PSA incredible. to anyone that sees uh, anyone in a romper. <laughs> In the future, um, you know, the frenzied around a restroom, help them out. They're oh, wait, yeah. If you see something, say something. And also, I now <laughs> zip just, something. Now I just want to watch the episodes and see the one where there's I a wonder. glint in your eye yeah. of the, what's about to come. But it's well, we're disgusting. I, I well, <laughs> I love that you have such, like you said, patience yes. over, and you're very. Um, you're very particular about the way that you make your content, which is so inspiring because you care about it so it's deeply. It's so thoughtful. Yeah. And yeah, the way you said it's not you're just very like patient. I'm going to keep churning out because I have this moment in time that I can churn stuff out. Right. It's like I care about the audience. I care about the quality and I, I care about the now moving on to different platforms, like maintaining that same quality moving over. How has the reception been? from audiences now that you're on television. Mm-hmm. This is so exciting. I've been yeah. getting a lot of feedback that people are really enjoying the show and I think they're getting the vibe and the spirit of it. Heck and yeah. That's just making me really happy because that was the goal going into it. And I think the production company got, they, they got me, they understood yeah. me and that's why we've worked so well together. I love watching food competition shows. I think I've seen all of them. And the one thing I really wanted as a baker myself was to watch a competition show that 
yes, there's competition, there's mm-hmm. high stakes, there's there's big prize money every episode, but it wasn't like a negative environment. Mm-hmm. You know, right. as a baker, you know when you've messed up. And oh, when you mess th- up in front of the world, when there's all these cameras on you and Ugh. lights, camera action, and you know, you make a mistake. I don't think you need to be yelled at by judges or be called names because you're already beating yourself up inside your head. You know, mm-hmm. you had a vision and you know, when it goes wrong. So I don't think that's something that I really wanted to focus on in a competition show for, for the drama or for the intensity, you know, you yeah. see bakers on the show the competitors are really talented. Uh, all the bakers on the show, they got on the show because they can bake. Some are yeah. home bakers, some own their own bakeries, and some are very fancy pastry chefs, but all of oh. them have got skills and that's why they're there. It's not like a gotcha show. And But but mistakes happen because your competition baking is very different than baking in your own bakery. It's right. you know your time. Different ovens. That, that it, yeah, different ovens, might be weird. different also, equipment. I've never, I mean, I'm thinking this through right now, um, that baking, you know, because it is such a patient sport, uh, that like you will know when you put something in the oven that it's not correct, that you can't course correct in real time. You have to wait and sit with mistakes. That's why I cook instead of bake because I can like like, throw more garlic on it. It'll be fine. Right, right, right. That you can like, uh, adjust the seasoning, but in baking, you're like, well, that's a disaster. And now I'd have to just sit with myself and wait for it to come out of the oven and for people to prove that I have uh, not proved correctly. I I watch uh, the Great British Baking Show sometimes. (gasps) I love that show. Um, One of my favorite shows and I love how positive it is. Exactly. exactly Honest, uh, like the judges give critiques that are very honest, but it's not uh, negative and mean. And that's something I really loved about it. And I said, that's the kind of vibe I want to bring to competition baking in the US because I, I find there's so much natural entertainment in watching people bake in a time situation where mm-hmm. there's a lot of pressure on them anyways. Like it's so pleasant. many funny things happen that I don't think you need that intense. Like, yeah, you're an embarrassment. To <laughs> yeah. Like, vibe. like it's, You don't need to be the like, cowl. You don't the need to be cowl. Gordon Ramsay all the no, time. Especially in times, you know, now I, I just, I feel like who needs that right now? hundred mm-hmm. percent. Well, let's, well, let's talk about, the times and how they've been. And I mean, obviously you've been very busy the last few months. I'm not sure when you filmed, but uh, you know, this last quarter you've been crazy busy, but Mm -hmm. what about the year we were stuck inside? Did you find any new hobbies? Did Um, you surprise yourself with ways of entertaining? And I I think I saw on your Instagram that you guys moved and that's a big new development for you guys. Yes, we do. I would not advise to anybody (laughs) listening to film an HBO show and sell your house by a new one during the <laughs> mm-hmm. pandemic. Um, Write it down. The, uh, the level of stress was so high at the end of last year. I think every year I keep it pretty crazy over here, you know, at my house, we always got a lot of people, a lot of family, a lot of animals. Yeah. And there's usually high highs and low lows. But last year <laughs> during the pandemic, I think it was just that intensified. Mm. I feel like the lows were just super low. Mm. And then the highs were get, getting to film the show and, and uh, finding a new forever home, these really high highs. And 
that just felt insane. It, it yeah. felt insane to be experiencing both feelings at the same time. Yeah, that you're like, how do I regulate? Bizarre. How do I get to my middle and, ground again? And also in like rationalizing in your brain that it's okay to be really joyful right now about yeah. this, despite it being a very tough time on like a global level yeah. of like n not going, well, I'm not going to enjoy this as much as I should because yeah. some people aren't having a good year. You know what I mean? And like embracing that the good things were happening. I felt like my emotions were literally <laughs> crying in tears watching the news or something happening yep. that was just so heartbreaking. And then, and, and then smiling, it just felt really unstable. If yes. that makes sense. A hundred percent. Kind of like let it be that way. I had to just yeah. kind of give into it and go, okay, this is the year where it feels like this and it's mm -hmm. okay because yeah. this is what's happening in the world. So just, you know, experience it, let it happen. And th that was hard to do. Just, just kind of, you know, giving into it and letting just it saying happen. sweatpants and mimosas at, yes. you know, uh, on a Friday. And that's, that's what I did. I yeah, told that's what myself I need. That's what I we call self-care. I would have a drink every Friday. I said, when I turn 70, when I make it, I'm going to have a drink every Friday. And then during what the rest this? year, I just said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to have a drink every Friday now. Yeah, yes. Now Until 70. Yeah. My mother <laughs> turned 70 today. Wait, I have a way question. too long to I have wait. a question. Yeah. Why, what was, why 70? Why was that the, <laughs> the age that you were waiting for? Because that seems That's like... A very long very time specific. from now. Very specific. I mean, I think you and I are both 35 years old, so that's like a good... <laughs> You're not other, halfway there. You're halfway, or literally halfway there. I'm I like, that seems like a, just a thought, bit torturous. <laughs> I was like, you deserve that. When you're 70, in my head, I was like, that's the magical number. You know, you deserve to have that laid back Friday. When you're I just, 70. I just when love you sitting there looking forward to 35 years from now yeah. instead of just going to your fridge and pouring yourself yeah. a hot <laughs> well, That went uh, right out the window. And that really honestly okay. helped. Like, honestly, wearing loungewear every day was awesome. And mm -hmm. Okay. Well, this is uh, – I have a question. Your style, one, is absolutely fabulous and on the show in you. life and unique to you mm -hmm. you are like a uh the most stylish poly pocket i've ever seen and i just want to emulate you just yeah, wore so on just your space age cupcake yeah that instagram where you were wearing that like kind of suit space dress thing leather i'm obsessed with it but i love that you're getting the balance of doing some loungewear now how do you describe your style? Like when you are putting yourself together for like a, for a show or, um, you know, at a, an event or something, like how do you get dressed up? I used to just pick something that would fit. Okay. <laughs> that used to be the goal because yeah. I'm a really unique size 410 very petite and curvy I've got hips so it's it was always just very difficult to find pieces and I could never pull things off the rack it always had to be the smallest size of something sure. borderline into children's sizes for the height and yeah. then we'd have to tailor it a bunch to fit the mm. curves so the goal when I started playing with fashion was just something that fit and yeah. now that I've found a really great tailor and I'm starting to like experiment more. I really love colorful pieces. I love 
incorporating some of my passions like food and the shoes that I've been wearing. This I is mean, really cool company, the shoe bakery. Have you seen those cool shoes? Uh, they're it's like crazy. Ice cream oh, on cake. your Instagram. Yeah. Uh, they're insane. It's a, I can't believe they do. It's it's like art. It's 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 great. So we gotta get you some art, spaghetti shoes. Yes, I, spaghetti yeah. We gotta get you some spaghetti I shoes. Get some spaghetti shoes, big time. <laughs> I'm gonna manifest this. We're manifesting. <laughs> We're putting it out into the universe right now, and hopefully, I love it. I'll received. put you in contact. Um, Please. I started working with <laughs> a guy who a shoe bakery, and we've been working together for years, and he's wonderful. I bet he could make you some spaghetti shoes. Spilettos. Oh, amazing. So we'll call them spilettos. Spilettos. Okay. okay. We'll, we'll, ta- we'll take this offline. Don't let the pull you with my spaghetti shoes. Idea. Ugh, do you ever get home from a big old journey to the grocery store, gonna cook an amazing meal and realize you forgot the one ingredient that you need to finish it? Ah, well, no worries, because now DoorDash can bring those ingredients straight to you from the store. That's right. It's not just delivery from your favorite restaurants, chains, and local favorites. You can also get snacks, drinks, and household essentials in 30 minutes with DoorDash. DoorDash connects you with the restaurants you love right now, right to your door. Ordering's easy. You open the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door with contactless delivery drop-off settings. They've got over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, and you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, and maybe Cheesecake Factory, which I'm not even going to lie, I ordered a couple days ago from DoorDash, and it was like I was being reunited with an old friend I hadn't seen in a year. So for a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code HHYB. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code HHYB. Do not forget that's code HHYB for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms do apply. But I have a question, which I think relates to style, et cetera, because you're, like you said, you're a gorgeous, curvy, love some style lady. Gorgeous. How do you balance being your, embracing your age and what I think is sexiness with the fact that you have a very young audience on YouTube? You know, like, do you ever think about like, oh, will my content on Instagram Will that match if the kid who watches my YouTube videos get mm. on there? Like, do you draw a line or do you just feel like... Yeah, do you make content for self-edit? a specific sort of audience? Or are you making content kind of in general and then you're attracting kind or of... Or how a, has that changed yeah. as you've gotten older? That was 17 questions yeah, in sorry. one question. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm still waiting for your hobbies. <laughs> I totally get what you guys are asking. And yeah. When I first started making YouTube videos, it's just making content that I enjoy and for myself and then an audience naturally gravitated towards it and a community formed. So it was never for, you guys know, being OGs on YouTube. Yeah. We never th- really thought about audiences or demographics, well, you know? Right. I'm exist. curious that you've been on there for over a decade that now these like, you know, right. seven now year olds are like 17 year olds. And like, mm-hmm. do they still kind of watch with you? So my, what I've been doing now is I, I still am doing the same thing when I started is just making content that I like, and then cool. it is attracting uh, the community, the audience who wants to watch 
what I'm making. I don't ever yeah. think about really age or demographic or anything, which maybe I should. No, I, that's, I got no. in trouble a few times on Instagram because I really am not thinking about age. I'm just being happy and doing what I enjoy yeah, and what yeah. I like. And I've gone to the beach a few times with my girlfriends and posted like a little picture, you know, at the beach and being like, sun's out, buns out, you know, right. just being goofy. And I've had a few people go, that's inappropriate. And I'm like, I don't think a woman yeah, like, being on the beach in a swimsuit is in no. her 30s. Uh, yeah. yeah, unless you forget that I'm an adult woman, I'm not a teenager that right. exists on the internet. <laughs> right. I've just been so comfortable with my body and body parts. My mom, yeah. before she became a stay-at-home mom and stayed home with Molly and I, she worked as a med tech and in the pharmacy. And so she was really matter of fact about bodies and talking about health stuff. So that's just mm. what I'm used to and what I grew up with. So I... I guess I just don't understand when other people don't come from that mindset. And I really yeah. don't think about it. I, I'm like a finger is a finger, a bum is a bum. It's, it's not <laughs> yeah. really a big deal to me. It's pretty, it, I feel like it's so natural. It's skin. And, it's just skin. Yeah. And I think that's the only time I've kind of gotten, I guess not in trouble, but I've gotten feedback saying maybe this content is more mature than, mm. than we knew. I also posted a few videos about when I froze my eggs mm -hmm. um, yeah. and and I'm gonna post a video about um, going all natural. I had my uh, breast implants removed. Mm -hmm. And so I'm gonna be posting a video on that and why I decided to do that and kind of just the whole process of that to be educational. And yeah, when I did that before, yeah, people were saying that it was a little bit of mature content, but I, I you're a mature I person. Yeah, you're a yeah, like, yeah. like you're not just, talking about something out of your age range. You're talking about something authentic to your actual life right now as you're experiencing it. Yeah. And I feel like women should talk about women's health and at yeah. any age. And I grew up talking about health with my mom from when we were really young. So I, I think it's just that mindset that I think that talking about our bodies and health should be natural and normal. Yes. And the more you learn about other people's journeys or what they've been through, you can only get more educated and educate yourself mm -hmm. on what's going on. And so many people have different experiences, even with my sister, uh, she gave birth two years ago and her birth story is so different than other women's birth stories. But the more you listen and learn about all of them, it kind of takes the fear out of that big event mm -hmm. in life because yeah. you have all these different stories to pull from. And so if something starts happening to you, maybe it relates to one of the stories that you've heard and go, oh, maybe this is happening to me. And mm -hmm. I know someone who's been through it. And so I don't totally. need to be so scared or nervous because I can kind of know what to expect. Yeah. So, I just still really... a lot of mystery in women's health and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And um, oh, sorry. like, sorry. sorry to bring up Bridgerton, <laughs> but on Bridgerton, this poor yeah. girl gets married and she doesn't know what sex is. She doesn't even know what a penis is. And I'm... so, I, and which well, I'm, obviously we've come further than that, but like still, there's Thank still goodness. a lot of things shrouded, like that you're not going to find online. It's going to have to be like person to person. Oh. Like when you got your eggs frozen, like, I I'm saw you curious. somewhere yeah. and, and, and you talking about, it, I was like, Oh, I didn't even think about that. Same. Or and I'm so curious to hear your journey with that. You know, we like we're adult women and uh, also for young women that mm -hmm. watch you that might think of 
you know, we put on these personas when we exist on the internet, but we are multifaceted, complex human beings mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And so to be able to share something that is authentic and personal only provides more uh, inspiration to young women, uh, boys, you know, uh, non-binary that like, you can be complex. You are not this like kind of shallow front facing cartoon character to everyone. Like you're a human being and it just gives you depth. And I think just like really true authenticity. And I'm like so excited, encouraging and proud of you for like being able to do all that because I'm sure it must be very strange to kind of like balance knowing that you have a bit of a younger demographic and trying to please them. But also you're an adult woman that's experiencing things that wants to live authentically online yeah. when you can. It's not the Britney Spears song, Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman. You are a woman. You're a woman. <laughs> <laughs> You're a woman. So that, that's that been awesome to watch because I'm sure whatever flack you've gotten for it being mature content, you've way more affected the people yeah. who needed and wanted to hear it. Totally. Um, yeah, I think it's important. And a lot of people grew up watching me and they've really like grown up over the years. So that's what I mean. Yeah, that keep that in mind. And it's, yeah. It's, yeah, I, I don't really feel like I ever talk about things that are super inappropriate or in a mm -hmm. disrespectful way. So absolutely, whether, not. you know, you're five years old or 55 or 105, I don't feel like my content should be really triggering anyone. I bake a lot and talk about my own life experiences. I don't yes, think yeah. that that should be like a hot spot. I no. would love to talk to the person that is triggered, triggered by, by Rosanna Pansino content. I wow. like to get to the core that of what they're free. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, but I remember like when I was doing YouTube actively, like having moments where in my head, I'd be like, do I make a, I have to do taxes joke. Don't remind people I'm an adult. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> that you feel like you get in a box. I mean, yeah. you've been able to successfully manage your uh, you know, a brand and build on it, not only in HBO Max TV realm, but also in the actual like products. products. You're making products that I see at Joanne Fabrics that I get so excited about when I go there. This realm to me seems insane that like when you're testing and trying things, mm -hmm. like I can't imagine the amount of time, effort and concern that went into that for you. I'm curious about it extremely time consuming. So when you're developing products and doing licensing deals, you can either be really hands-on or hands-off and it's me. So yeah, I was super hands-on, maybe even too hands-on. Some of the products I developed were original products that didn't exist in the marketplace before some of the molds we created, some of the bakeware pans. I was creating things that I wanted as a baker that didn't exist. And that process just took a really long time because they have to go through manufacturing right. and then testing in the uh, test kitchens with basically scientists who like science, food science, test it to make sure it's safe, to make sure it works in the right temperatures. And so um, they're basically trying to find all the problems. With yeah, it. they're trying to find something. Oh, wrong. Right. What and then the job. things like I made that princess pan. It's like a leveled pan that makes like a little cute princess dress yes. that with a um, hole in the middle, like a flute, like a fluted yeah. hole and a double stack that didn't exist in the marketplace. The only thing that existed kind of similar was a dome that you would stick one of those little creepy dolls with the toothpick bottom <laughs> in like. Mm -hmm. 
but you know, moms weren't doing that. Moms were buying the doll, the Barbie, and they were wrapping it and putting it in the cake so that when they were giving it to their kids, it would be a double gift. They get a cake and the toy. Oh, wow. Like the little doll cakes with the spike in them. Those are just old and dated and it's just not (laughs) what moms are doing. So I wanted to make something that would complement what they're actually doing now. Yeah. And that pan took three years to make. Wow. And looking back, (laughs) (laughs) what are, what are your notes looking back on the experience? (laughs) (laughs) Looking back, I think maybe I should have just invested in my own products, like got my own warehouses and just, which takes more time and, and more finances, but in the long run, Mm -hmm. uh, it it does make more better for finances if you have success. And because they were selling so well and are selling so well, I think they're still at the Walmart and a bunch of, bunch of places still, um, I think looking back, I would have done that, but licensing can be really beneficial for getting your brand out there. Like it was in so many different stores being seen by so many different oh, people. Oh yeah. Those little Rosanna kiosks that were yeah, the the store, those were so sweet. I felt like, wonderful, but financially yeah. it's uh, licensing is it, it it's, it's Tough. here. It's, yeah. it's a, uh, yeah, it's one of those situations. So I think if I were to do it again, uh, which I might, uh, I've been hmm. thinking about some things that Ooh. I really wanted to make. I think I might start from just ground zero wow. uh, and either find a partner who feels the same way I do, or just do it myself and find the right people and manufacture and taste, take on that risk myself yeah. uh, because I feel like I have a good sense of the marketplace and, and what did well and what didn't. And, um, I'm just feeling a little bit more comfortable with that space, but totally. I'm really grateful that we did it because we learned so much about how that process works with distribution and different partners and the whole process of making products, yeah. which is really fun. I mean, you get to be really creative. It's a, it's a different outlet for creativity, designing, yeah. sketching, testing it out. It, it is really fun. It's just a lengthy process. So mm-hmm. the being patient really helps with that. Cause there's always, yeah. you know, a long turnaround well, for things, but it, it also, was pretty cool. It gives you like another level of like the authenticity to your baking, right? Is that people can see you online and be like, Oh, she just bakes. Or maybe this is like, she's the host and people are providing her recipes right. and like, she's not really doing anything. And then you make this line and you're incredibly involved in it. Um, and it just adds layers to the idea that you truly consider and nurture this baking uh, genre. But on top of all of that, you talk so much about these different avenues of business, uh, mm-hmm. and you are an incredibly savvy businesswoman. Oh, she a boss ass bitch. That's what I mean. Uh, I'm trying to say that in the most polite way possible. Oh, no, I'm always <laughs> like, you are God, what the, you are what the dictionary would refer to as a boss ass bitch. About. You guys are so sweet. I feel the same way about you. I'm just curious <laughs> to that. That's no. Well, I'm curious, like, what is your as a uh, boss ass bitch, what is your uh, biggest piece of advice or like oh, biggest thing oh. you've learned in managing so many different avenues of your business to people that might want to get into some something similar? My best advice, I would say financial advice, mm-hmm. 
especially to women, men too, but especially to women, because for so many years, women were taught to really stay out of the the finances, the business. That was the traditional family where, uh, you know, when my mom and dad were growing up, like dad goes to work and does the finances and mom raises the children. That was a very traditional model in America. Mm -hmm. And so breaking that mold and really understanding money uh, but that's for men and women, especially women, understand finances. The mm-hmm. best advice I could give is not just your personal finances for everyday success, but especially if you want to run your own business or you want to start a YouTube channel or you're interested in becoming a social media influencer. When you start to make money, you want to make smart decisions that will last a, li- yep. a lifetime. Yep. So I would say save some money, yep. which is hard to do, but save it before you can even see it. My yeah. dad made me do that. At my first job when I was a babysitter, when I delivered newspapers, when oh I, my God. Just, you know, <laughs> I had to save 10% yeah. of my paycheck so every good. time and put it away before you can even see it. Because if you can see it, I'm going to spend it. I mean, that's, that, it's just human nature. <laughs> yeah. so you have to save it. Then when you can invest into something Mm. and then that can be anything. I wasn't the best with stocks. uh, So I, I feel more comfortable with something physical, like I can touch and feel. And for me, that was real estate, like land Mm. houses, because I felt more comfortable with that kind of investment. Sure. Um, And just understanding the real estate market and, and making good decisions there. It's, it's easy to do. And as soon as you can, I would encourage everyone to buy a home or buy a townhouse or buy a condo versus rent mm. as, as young as you, as soon as you can. Um, Are you taking notes, Mamrie? I mean, I'm like, <laughs> Rosanna. I know. I'm like, when we is just the, got into a, a business Rosanna, book. We're in a Rosanna Pancina masterclass right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, so passionate no, is, about it. I forgot that we're doing this podcast. I know. So it's literally just like, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I was yes. like, I'm so glad we invested this is, in this seminar. I know. This is incredible. We got to fill out our worksheet. I can't believe to give, I can't wait to give feedback on this course. It's nothing but 10 stars. <laughs> Truly, like, I feel like you have so much information to yeah. offer. And it's, I love hearing you talk about business stuff outside of also, just Also, your the, cadence is just so calming. I know, me too. It's I'm so like really pleasant. relaxed. I know. <laughs> I'm on the mimosa vibes, guys. I love I'm it. I love it. the best Friday. And I got yeah. out with you guys. I miss I your faces Same. so much. It's we just, adore you. I can't wait to come see the house. I yes. can't wait to meet. No, when you come over. Oh, I just the got puppies. vaccinated. I got my first <gasps> yeah. shot a couple weeks ago, so I get my second shot in a couple weeks. Same so I don't know where you guys are at with those, but you should come I'm, over when we're all good. I'm fully fully, I'm half, and uh, yeah, we will figure it out when we all get there. I. We miss you so much, and I, we want to see the puppies. We want to see you, we and wanna... I want to see you three sips of, of margarita <laughs> in because I feel like one of the last times she we hung did. out, you went mezcal oh. to mezcal with me, and I was like, "We are going to have Here to just she... roll her out." Should this we? Restaurant. Yep. Should we? Should we shut we do... the restaurant down. Do you remember? We did. That? They were like, "Please leave." Down. They were sweeping around us. <laughs> Me, you, and Candy Johnson. Oh, that sounds so wonderful. Um, Should we throw a 70s party where we show up in our 70s? Yes, I have bell bottoms. I just... No, no, no. no, Not the night. As 70-year-olds. As 70-year-olds. 70-year-olds. Yeah, sure. I'm down for that, too. (laughs) 
but you can be in bell bottoms for it. No, no problem. Oh my god, it is a date. Thank you so much, Rosanna. This is wonderful. Um, where can people who? Uh, I mean, it's rare that they won't know this, but where can they find you? Where can they watch Baketopia? Where can they see everything that you're up to? All my social media handles are the same. It's my long name, Rosanna Pancino, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Snapchat, on TikTok. Are you you TikToking? Okay. Well, I... I've been posting a few videos on TikTok. I've been doing okay. like food ones. I'm really obsessed with their food. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Fo- it's a big uh, thing. I mean, I'm going to give you uh, about hey, like two weeks awesome. and then you're going to blow up on TikTok. Absolutely. <laughs> it's really crazy. <laughs> Oh my yeah, gosh. And, uh, and then, yeah, Baketopia's on HBO Max and all the episodes are up so you can binge it. Love it. Love it. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, Rosanna, it was lovely to hear how you been. (laughs) I mean, I've got a toothache. That girl is so sweet. Sugar to the core. I love her. Wow. I mean, she needs to have a dentist on set of that HBO Max series (laughs) because it's just too sweet. It's too sweet. It was super nice asking Rosanna, how how you been? been?